Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. Today I have Andy Audate in the studio because Andy said, let's do a podcast. We were we were breaking, we were leaving our meeting, and he said, hey, let's do a podcast. I said, come on, man, let's fire it up. Let's do a podcast. We're not afraid. How you doing, Andy? I'm well, and yourself, Matt? Doing great, man. Good. So Andy reached out to me on uh, social and said, hey, I'm going to be in Dallas, and um, I'd like to swing by and visit with you. I said, of course, come on, man. I'd be happy to make some time with you. And then we ended up having a great conversation for about an hour, and Andy thought that we should have done a podcast on that conversation. Is that so? Yeah, man. It, first and foremost, it was just so powerful. And I think not only to myself, but people of my caliber and my age group could have benefited from that. So it, it's a, instead of leaving it just in one ear, in one person's ear, you know, allow other allow other people to hear that. Well, that's cool of you to say. So, what when you say your caliber and your age? How old are you? I'm 23. And what's your caliber? What does that mean? Your caliber. Let's talk about you know the the level of success that I'm at right now. I'm at the starting point uh-huh. of my success and my story of my business. Mm. You know, someone like yourself, when you have decades of experience and business business experience and business years, in comparison to me, when you start your business, I might have not even been born yet. well you're 23 and i'm 23 years in business so actually it's about that so you you were born in what 95 94 you're born 94 12 31 1994 so yeah a few hours away from 95 yeah that's funny man well what 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 were some of the takeaways from our conversation then my friend i mean what what will you leave my office with that will impact you i think one of the biggest things that you told me was was grit man um you know i'm gonna leave here thinking about grit Sometimes what ha- what tends to happen in the marketplace is that I back off. You know, I, I back off instead of putting as much pressure as I need to in the marketplace. I back off because it's not the nicest thing. And what you really showed me was that I really have to continue to have that grip. Grit, like I told you before, I had that grip, and when I reached a certain level of success, I kind of became comfortable. <clears throat> And what you reinstated back into me was that you need to continue and get your pie. I hope so. I mean, I hope you feel that way. I mean, your success you're referencing is at at 19 years old, you had opened up cell phone stores in your hometown of Rhode Island. And you had had how many stores? Four stores? I have four locations, yeah. Yeah. And so so you, would you sell those stores? No, I closed it. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know you could actually sell a business. So I closed the business. You closed profitable businesses? Yeah. Why? I had no idea. Look. I had I had one lawyer and an accountant, and I didn't I had no idea that you can actually sell a business. And when, the, when I made the decision to move, it was on an emotional decision where I was like, I need to get out of this state as soon as possible. So were I, you I, running? I mean, were you in trouble? Is no, that why? It's not, it's not that I was running. It was more so like I had a revelation that there was more out there for me, and I felt like I was hindering myself by staying. And that revelation was get to the West Coast. Yeah, like get, I, I gotta go to the West Coast, and because on the East Coast where I was raised, the West Coast was like the ideal place to sure, live. Sure, yeah, yeah, of you course, know? yeah, yeah. Because I know I, where you grew up in, in in Rhode Island, and everybody's like, "Get me to Florida, or yeah, get me to California, right, right? right?" It's always sunny there. Like, so, so I said to myself, "I need to get over there. I have money. Go, yeah, go. What's stopping you? Yeah, you need to leave." And then, and it took me eighty six days to close down the business. Help the employees transfer to different companies and to finish off my uh, leases with my with my. But you walked. You went to California. What forty grand? How much you had? Yeah, I had forty fifty grand, uh, including credit and, and cash in the bank. Yeah, and and how long did it take you to go broke? <sighs> A year and, and some change. 
What were you doing? Just going to the beach, man, goofing around? Dude, Riding was, a strand and shit? Man, I was, first and foremost, I did something not smart. I got an apartment in downtown LA, right? So you're saying you're overspent on I, I overspent on rent. I overspent $2,500 for an apartment where in Rhode Island, you get a whole nice apartment for $750. Yeah. So my portion of the rent, I was paying like $1,250 in rent. And I would, and in addition to that, I was just having fun, man. I was just having a blast. And did you have any buddies over there? Did you know anybody? I moved to, I moved with a, a friend from. Oh, Florida. you did. You yeah, did. we both moved together. Mm. And you know, he was he was out there starting to work, but I didn't because I I I, I relied on my laurels, number one, and number two, I relied on my potential to get me success. Mm. And shortly after, I re- within a, that year, I realized that my potential is not going to get me successful. Mm. And then you jumped on the speaking motivation uh, train. Is that true? Or that's why you moved out there because you wanted to do all the, what you're doing now all along? I moved I moved to L.A. because I thought this was an avenue for me to get rich. Yeah. For me to be able to get rich and actually take care of my family and take care of my responsibilities. Yeah, because you got a mom who has a, 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 a an ailment with her wrist. She's a dental hygienist, and now she's actually, after all the years of being there, she's got problems. Yeah, she, she, she would wear this cast on her wrist. Yeah. And, um, but I moved, when I moved over there, I thought that that's what was going to happen. I would, I would get rich. I was like hopping on anything that was hot. I was like, okay, real estate, I'll do real estate. There's a lot of rich people. So I did real estate for like a month and I realized you don't get rich right then and there. So I said, okay, I need to, you know, do something else. Um, and I was just searching all these different avenues, online marketing, affiliate marketing, and so on and so forth. But I had a revelation when I was running on Figueroa Street, which is the street of the Staples Center. And I lived right, like, less than a mile from the Staples Center. And I'm running on Figueroa Street, and it takes me about 22 minutes to 24 minutes to run a mile listening to rap music. 24-minute miles running? To run a mile. Shit, man, I can walk a 22-minute mile. What the hell? I was was really big, and I was trying to lose some weight, and that's how I started. I started with, with running. And then within a few weeks, I switched my I switched from rap music to Les Brown. And motivational stuff, motivational content from YouTube. And with a few weeks of training, maybe three to four weeks of training, I went down to as fast as eight minutes and some change from mine. Hmm. And I thought there was a major shift in my brain by listening to this motivational speaker. And I remember the spot that I was. I was in front of the bunker hotel, uh, the bunker, the bunker, uh, the complex in on Figueroa Street. And I said, I want to work with this guy, Les Brown. I want to work with Les Brown. And shortly after, I saw an ad on Facebook to join his institute. I made the investment, and I joined the institute. That that time, I didn't have a lot of money. I joined the institute, and um, that's where this motivational speaking and event producing kind of started off for me. Mm-hmm. Well, how's it working out for you? It's working right now. It's working pretty well. I'm making a lot of a lot of connections. You know, I get to travel and meet people like yourself. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I came, I came I came all the way to Texas, and the first person. When I heard when I knew I was coming to Texas, well, I got to hit up Matt Monero. Dude, I appreciate that, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it'd be all in all frankness, it's something that does happen when you have microphones and cameras on. Our conversation right now is not the same conversation that it was in the office, right? Right. It would have been better if we had just hit record in the office and let it go the way it was. Something something has changed when when the cameras go on, and I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's coming from your side or my side, but. But there was an exchange in my office that I thought was um, was very real and humble from both of us, you know. And now it's almost like you and I are both sort of telling our our stories and what we've what we've done, you well, know what I mean? It's like we've already spoken. 
You know, I've noticed that with like Gary V, he just has a mic on him and he just does his thing. Yeah. And um, if I could, if I could leave you with any value, I would suggest doing that where you just have that camera in your office and you just do your thing. <laughs> you know? yeah. you just, because the type of content you gave me, man, it's like now I have to remember it and, and try to remember and try to pull back from it whenever I start losing that grit. Yeah, yeah, Versus yeah. Versus let me just play the let me play the the video when I was at Matt Manero's office. Well, you got to remember that it um, that um, nothing nothing worth having is easy, man. Period. The downside is there are rules to the game. Yeah. And so a lot of people make the wrong choice. They go in the wrong platform, vehicle, as you call it, I call platform, business, whatever, career, and there's no money in it. And that's the problem, man. So they, they're gritty, they're tough, they grind, they do all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, they're in a shitty business. So How about doing something that you love, though? You know, they talk about doing something that you love and money will follow. Yeah, I don't buy into that bullshit. I mean, I just don't. I just think that's – how do you know? I mean, let me tell you something. You love whatever it is a lot more when you're making money. And you might love something and you hate it when you ain't making money. I mean, just think about it. There's there's ghost writers or there's printers or there's freaking piano players who can't get booked. There's speakers that you work with who love to speak, but they can't speak because they can't make any money out of it. So it doesn't, that's just, it just doesn't fly for me. And the most successful people I know are not operating off of love and passion. They're operating off of, Dollars and cents. Does it make sense for me to trade my time for that opportunity? That's how it plays out in the players. In the real world, that's how it plays out. How much am I going to get paid and how much time is it going to take me? That's how it, that's the evolution of the successful mindset. Has there been a, a time in your life where, you know, the story that I was telling you about me kind of losing my grit and, and my ambition, has there been a time that you had to go through something like that and then you had to get it back? I don't I don't really think so. It's just always been straight on. It's I mean, you know, it's not always 100%, but you know, my 70% is is 110% for most people. So, in fact, it just happened this morning to my wife and uh and I just said to my wife, you know, I I because we got the book coming out in March, yeah. March 20th, and now's the big push, right? And it's going to be a big push. And I was just saying to my wife this morning as I was leaving the house, I was like, "Man, I hope I hope our whole family's ready for this push because you know, I, I only know one speed on this push and it's going to be all out. And I hope everybody's ready because I'm not going to be balanced. Right. And uh, and she's and I said, by the way, I'm, I'm I, I don't have to do that. If, if we can, as a family, handle that push anymore, I'm cool with that. I'll just back off. And she's like, you can't back off. Don't back off. I don't want you to back off. Mm. Oh, dude, took the whole conversation took 60 seconds. And I was like you know, flying out the door to get after it again, you know? So you do need some people in there, but listen, dude, there's, you're not in that spot, right? You don't need that person in your life. It's Andy's time to go into the marketplace and get his piece of the American pie. Right, right. Right. And I love when you, when you say that, that right? go get your piece. Go get it, man. Without doing anything legal, unethical or immoral, but go get your piece. Go get it. Go get your piece. And it's going to be harder and more difficult and a greater struggle than you thought. And eventually you're going to come to the point where my buddy Ed Milet says, how much is your will? Right. And I don't know if you saw that episode I did with Ed Milet, but he talks about the, that most people will sell their will for a price tag. And the reason he's been so successful is his will is never for sale. And neither is mine. My will, my ability to go soft for 
repercussions or dollar amounts doesn't exist. Gotcha. Period. I just don't, it doesn't even like comprehend that I would do less of a job because the price of the job is less. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Never would work like that. Never in a million years do I think like that. I don't now, care if I'm shoveling snow change, or raking leaves. Now, what do you think about changing your price and, and, and quote unquote changing your value? You Look, I'm going to tell you a story that you related to earlier, right? We didn't talk about this story, but there's an old study from IBM, the computer maker. They took the exact same computer and they divvied it up between two different groups of their sales force. And IBM said to one group of the sales force, you have to sell this computer at this price, which was high. And another group that you have to sell it at this price, which was low. What do you think the result was? The price, I, I, I don't know. They both sold the same amount. Because when you deliver the expectation of the marketplace, you will fi- winners figure out a way to win. So the one group sold them at the higher price because that's what they were told to do. And the other group sold them at the lower price, which is what they were, they were told to do. So in your situation where you're saying, how much do I charge for the tickets and all this sort of stuff, and you got advice that said charge higher, it don't matter what you charge. That's what you're going to get because winners will figure out, well, if I need 600 bucks a ticket, how do I find enough people to buy $600 worth of tickets? Right, right. You will find a way to win. You will not find an excuse. And so to me, that's grit. That's anything legal. That's, that's how it plays out. You just find a way to cross the goal line. Period. Most people won't do it, dude. They'll stop on the 95-yard line. They won't fucking do it. And for me, I know how to cross the goal line 100% of the time. We just did a podcast earlier today. I didn't want to do the podcast earlier today. I quit halfway through the podcast and said, I don't want to do it. And came back 20 minutes later and said, start it over. Let's do it. And it was much better the second time, wasn't it? It was. So you you just, you know... Winners know when you're quitting. Quitters don't know when you're winning. Mm. That's oh. how it plays out. Man, you're full. Of, you're, you're full. Of, you're full of some powerful. Dude, I've been around the block, yeah, man. Yeah, no, no, just like of, you. You're full of. But the thing, the thing about you, Matt, is that you give it, like, like you cut the bullshit out. You know, you cut, you cut the bullshit, and, and I think I resonate with you more now <laughs> to actually meet you in person to actually realize that you cut the bullshit out and you're like, you're, you're, you're kind of like. The, the person I want to emulate as far as the way you speak to people and that you're so straightforward. It's like, dude, this is not, this is what you got to go out and fucking do. Yeah. But that's because you're open to that. Dude, a lot of people aren't open to that. You're open to that line of conversation, Andy. And I give you credit for that, but most people aren't, dude. They're not, they're not looking for that type of conversation. They're looking for it to be sweet and soft and all that stuff. So I give you credit for being able to receive the message like that. I mean, uh, it's just not the way it plays out for most people, dude. They want it. They want it easy. I'm in a position right now. I, I come to Dallas. I'm new to Dallas. Yeah. I gotta produce results. You know, I got. I have to produce results. There's no questions. And and meeting up with you, it just pushed me from our conversation. That how do I? How am I gonna mm-hmm. produce results? Find a way by any means necessary and have that grit. That's it. And that's that, that's the name of your book. That's it. It's, it's to have that grit and, yep. and just just keep on going. I appreciate your time, man. Dude, I'm glad you came by. I'm grateful that you reached out to me, and uh, I think it was productive for both of us. So with that said, I'll see you all down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.